If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. And I wish they all could oh be California girls. No, that song now is like linked to a traumatic memory and I will never recover. They have reinvented that song. Now it is Che's, it is Che Diaz's song. It is not yeah. a Beach Boy song anymore. It never was. It was always meant for her <laughs> or for them. I'm sorry. Um, holy fuck. Okay. So, oof. We close that chapter, but a new one is on the horizon, I believe. I think we're going to have they have they officially said that it's renewed for a second. I mean, no, but I can't imagine that it won't be. It's It's the biggest hit ever on HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. And they all want to do it. So and the finale did not disappoint. I've like gone now I've gone back and forth. Is the show good? Is the show bad? Is Che the worst character? ever in recorded history is Che the best character in recorded history and now I'm like I want more Che I want a Che spinoff I want Che yeah. and Miranda in LA I want I want to like- see the CBS sitcom that Che is making about their life growing up yeah I want to see like- it back to back with Larry David's show <laughs> exactly young Larry young Che <laughs> I want, Miranda, <laughs> I want Miranda to be like I love Lucy when she goes to Hollywood and like Oh, and, and it'll be, be like fun. it's like Che's Ricky, Miranda's Lucy is bored in LA while her partner is like making a show, and then she goes to like the Brown Derby and um you know throws a pie and sees like wouldn't... Clark Cable or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, Clark Cable. <laughs> they travel through time. They're in the fifties, the golden age like, of Hollywood. Who did Lucy? Oh, she would always see like some like someone who was like really famous in the forties who like had like fallen from grace and like had yeah it was all of her friends from her like rko days so it was i mean it was like william holden obviously but then there were people like 
you have Van Johnson, who by the mid fifties was like a little bit, his star was waning and like Richard Widmark and Cornell Wilde. But that was, I mean, for me, that was, I didn't know anything about like Hollywood history. When I watched I Love Lucy, that was the first time I ever even knew the names of like classic Hollywood stars was because of I Love Lucy. Yeah, that was a real eye opener. And I feel like Miranda and Che could do that for a new generation getting into Hollywood Yeah, history. they'll go and they'll see like Christian Slater or something. Yeah, Christian Slater, like, yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I guess people know Jake Gyllenhaal, but like <laughs> they know because of like his feud with Taylor. Yeah, Swift. but yeah, slightly, slightly past their prime, hot stars. Exactly. James Vanderbeek. My favorite kind. Exactly. Yeah, get them on the way down. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, so this the- is such, such a golden age of HBO. I was just when you when we were thinking of those actors, then I was thinking of Eric Dane in. Oh, you are you watching Euphoria or no? You're not watching Euphoria. No, I'm not. Oh, I fuck. decided I decided that um I'm gonna just give myself the grace of being 37 and just like not watch it. And that's just what I chose for for myself. It's I mean, not maybe if you had caught me six months ago, maybe if you catch me six months from now, it might be a different answer. But I'm turning 37 on Monday and I can't watch Euphoria. But Aggie Agnes Euphoria is for 37 year olds I know it's written by a 37 year old but that also gives me anxiety because I'm like I would love to be writing you I should be writing it you could I mean if if your dad was Barry Levinson you could well he sure as shit is not (laughs) I know that's what's so funny about well okay I won't talk that much about Euphoria because you haven't watched it but Eric Dane plays one of the dads and he is so sexy and he has this great monologue where he pisses on the floor and calls himself a faggot and then leaves his wife and kid. Oh, that <laughs> does sound good. It's the best thing I've ever seen on television in my life. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, him. Oh, yeah. He's the one who he's in the first season, right? He's the one who, like, films himself having sex with, like, all the trans girls. And he, like, yeah. um, gets and he, like. Oh, but he's like not about, and he's the he's the dad of the son who like goes crazy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I remember all. But this. we got like a big flashback about his like first gay love as like high school wrestling buddies this season. Oh, so he's gay. He's like they all are whatever. Like he likes yeah. to. He says like he fucks guys. He fucks women. He fucks trans women. He fucks everyone. He says, "I eat what I kill." What? It was very hot when he said it. It was scary when you said it. (laughs) (laughs) And then he pisses on the floor and leaves his family. Wow, that's what I'm going to do. That's what my dog does every day. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, I'm so glad that Che and Miranda are moving to LA so Che, so they can hang out with the Euphoria kids. Maybe Miranda will get a job at Euphoria High because she's, well, well, she's not really a teacher, but like she could be a guidance counselor or something. She'll just quit to go fuck Che again, which is all she ever does. I mean, she had an internship, which I didn't even know. Where, where did this internship come from? They, so much time elapses between episodes of and just like that where you're you're like oh this is such a a radical way of storytelling it's it's so elliptical yeah it's like they just drop in they'll be like now it's four months later and then it's like you have no idea about like the season and like it's also like consistently one season which is like chilling out but not cold i don't know what what time of year it is it's supposed to have been a whole year but miranda is still in the same fucking class with that same fucking professor it's a year long class, really long class. But then, yeah, the whole 
because the internship was such a big plot point. Like, am I going to take the internship or am I going to go to go to go to Che Town? (laughs) That's what we call it here. If you're a local locals now. (laughs) And like, we never even heard about this internship. Never heard about the internship. And like, I do think that Miranda, even if it is such a great internship, I mean, she's like 60 years old. I know that does give me hope because like, I'm like, oh, I could maybe just start at the bottom. Every yeah. once in a while, I daydream about getting an internship somewhere and just changing my life. But then I'm like, oh, they make like $10 an hour. Yeah, if that, I yeah. literally can't do it or it's great. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But OK, so Miranda, Steve wasn't even in this episode, was he? I think Steve is not in the show. I think it's goodbye, Steve. Like there's no more Steve. Really? I don't I don't think he'll come. I think that. I don't think the writers of the show realize how much everyone loves Steve. And I really think that they thought people would be like, yes, you go girl. Like leave that fucking you elderly deaf I, guy. See, I think that, I mean, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I feel like Miranda is obviously being written intentionally to be having like a midlife crisis. Like I understand like her sexuality is fluid. There's a part of her that she's never explored that. Okay, fine. But the way she's going is so manic and the way she's playing it, Cynthia Nixon is so intense. Like her eyes are like silver dollars in every single scene. And she's like screaming about how she's in love and like just everything. Like, did you notice it was almost it was bizarre there's that scene at the they mitzvah where which is also called a benign there's like a word for that like they oh, didn't really? have to they didn't have to make up yeah because like obviously like that happens in real life and like i loved the uh hari neff cameo they were uh she was, was great that? the the girl who played the rabbi she oh. was um she's like a sort of like a downtown it girl yeah she was really funny yeah. um the uh what was I gonna say oh yeah the when they show up at the they mitzvah it's like Miranda's drinking like a giant cappuccino and she's she's like this cappuccino is extra foamy I love it and then I was like okay this is gonna be something and then no it It was just like banter like to like to start a like if you're writing a scene you're like well I need some line to start the scene I'm just gonna talk about how this cappuccino is foamy but like also, aren't these women like haven't they had like every cappuccino you yeah, could imagine? Like I think it was a genius line because it's like when Miranda was in her prime in the 90s, cappuccinos were foamy. You ordered a cappuccino, it was the size of your head, it was so foamy. They're still foamy. They, that's what they are. That's a no, cappuccino. Nowadays it's like latte art, they're little, they're not that's- as foamy anymore. I mean, I haven't ordered a cappuccino and I don't know how long. Because Miranda think- wanted like a bowl, like a giant bowl of just disgusting dry foam. There are still lots of places you can go to like that. You can go to stir crazy in LA. I'm sure you could go anywhere and get a foamy cappuccino. Yeah. If you get, actually, I do order cappuccino sometimes, which is not very Italian, but I do like to sometimes get it at the end of a meal. If I have like a nice dinner, oh. I love to. I love to close it out with a cappuccino. Sure, sure. Not authentic, but it's still not nice. authentic, yeah. but I, it's my preference. I and wish I could. I don't, I can't do caffeine after like noon. So I guess I could do like a decaf espresso, which is truly like disgusting, but. 
Yeah. I mean, I, to me, if I'm like at like a dinner where like, I've had like a lot of wine and a lot of food and I'm fucked up already, like that little cappuccino is not going to do shit. I'm, I'm going down when I get home. But I, that's the only thing I could think of with that cappuccino line is Miranda's like reminiscing about the heyday of her type of cappuccino. I mean, that's a beautiful interpretation of a completely nonsensical line. <laughs> I just thought to me, I was like, oh, they're like illustrating her madness. Like she's descending into madness. And this is just another. Yeah. St- it's like, you know, she's like in a manic state. And it's yeah. like when somebody's like that and they, they're like, they will say weird stuff and everybody just kind of ignores it. It's like, like the 21st century version of Out Damn Spot. Yeah. It's like her Lady Macbeth. Like <laughs> Get a load of this foamy cappuccino. <laughs> and nobody was talking about, I mean, that I could see. I didn't see anyone mention the cappuccino. Because it was such was... a throwaway. It was sort of like last week's um, Holocaust denier, where it's like, it's so yeah. incongruous that you're like, I, I'm going to just pretend that that didn't happen. You have to, in order to survive. <laughs> yeah. Um, we tell ourselves stories in order to live. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was so weird. But anyway, so then Carrie, oh, I also, I think that they're getting, it's also sad because, you know, the, the passage of time just like always like makes a little like hole in your heart when you acknowledge it. It's very hard to deal with. And this show is getting to the point where either the person is canceled, like every actor is either canceled, dead, or hates everybody involved and like won't be involved with the show anymore. And so like the amount of like, this person's like on a cruise, this person died, this person only texts me, this person, whatever, like it's it's expanding so much that it's like, I don't think they can keep it up anymore. Like how can you have a show where like half the characters are like on vacation? Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that they sort of went so far with the Carrie texting Samantha because I'm like, you're playing with fire here. Like, it was still literally my favorite part of the entire. My favorite part of this entire series was just like Samantha texts coming in. (laughs) It could just be like some like 2013 style Twitter account that's called like Samantha Jones tweets or whatever, and it's just like joke lines that Samantha would have said, and that would be as good to me as this entire show. No. I, yeah, I agree though that like, so yeah, big is, well, in real life is canceled in fake life is dead. Mm-hmm. But he was written out. He was he supposed was, to be in yeah. that dream, very clearly was supposed to be in that dream sequence. And oh, it, sure. but it did make it more trippy and dreamlike. I thought to just like hear the voice. I, yeah, I didn't think about that, but yeah, obviously he was supposed to be in that. Oh, very creepy. And then Stanford is dead Dead, in real life, unfortunately. Because he is, I mean, not just because of this, obviously I'm sad he's dead, but he was like, I rewatching Sex and the City, the original, he really is a really good character, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Steve, they're just hoping that he dies. They want Steve to die. I feel like they have to bring Steve back because like, they don't have so much. They, what else do they have? It's too sad to think about Steve's life now on. He's abandoned by his wife. His son is backpacking through Europe. He can't hear. He's going to have to move into like a, like a retirement home. He won't be able to take care of himself. He can't he, wash himself. Steve will be fine. Steve will get a new, just like he always has. He'll get like a new girlfriend. Maybe she'll be like way younger. Maybe she'll be 37. Maybe me. Um, She'll get like a way, he'll get a way younger girlfriend and 
be really happy and like Miranda will once again realize how much she fucked up. But this would always happen. Yeah. Yeah. But I was expecting because when he's like, I can't pick up the pieces for us anymore or whatever, I was like, oh, she's gonna realize. But it could be a two season thing. She's going, look, you can't go that high as Miranda and like disassociate that much without come it all coming crashing down. It like, has to blow her. up in her face. Like I, I keep thinking every episode, oh, uh, Miranda's going to get her heart broken when she goes to Cleveland. Miranda's going to get her heart broken when she goes to the party. Miranda's going to get her heart broken when she goes to LA, but it, ha- I mean, yeah, hopefully it'll happen it's soon, but it'll, it'll knowing them, it'll probably happen like off camera between seasons. And then like, that would be the worst possible solution. If we just yes. never, if they're like, Oh, Che broke up with me. And then we just never see Che again. Well, I would be totally shocked if that person who plays Che, what's her name? His name there. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. Where, what is their name? Sarah Ramirez. Uh, I would be shocked if Sarah Ramirez comes back because they, I think are pissed at how the character has been perceived. And like, I just, I told you that I went on their Twitter last week and it was all just like very defensive, like pretending to think it was cool, but no one would really think that was cool. And like, I would hate every, anyone would be like, it would suck, but Che has to come back. It's such an, like, they're such an integral part of the show now. And I get, that you can't help but take it personally if people are like, oh, this is the worst fictional character of all time. Yeah. I mean, I would take it personally. <laughs> I mean, is Che, I don't even think Che, Che is a totally like nothing character. Like Che is not that bad of a character. Like the only thing, I saw somebody tweet about it this morning that made a lot of sense, which was like, I have no idea how famous Che Diaz is supposed to be. And I thought that was a pretty good point where like, I Sometimes mean, they're like, they have, yeah. I was gonna say they have a Netflix special. They got a pilot deal. So I feel like up and coming, like they're not Louie, but they're up and coming. Like, okay. Netflix special pilot deal. I know that I've, I've seen it a million times. Okay. I know that world from a distance, but the, the like adoration and the way everybody treats them, like, is not on that same level. Like, they, the the girls of City, including Carrie and all of Che's fans who, like, come up to them in a diner and they're like, can we take a picture? We love you. I mean, I guess that could happen. But I feel like that could happen to a, like, think of like a, you know, a podcast slightly more, slightly more successful than ours, where you would have not possible, where you would have, um, you know, people coming up and being like, Oh my God, I love, I think that's like pretty normal. You're right. You're right. Just sometimes they, it feels like they're supposed to be like a really big comic. And sometimes it feels like they're I mean, it, it always feels like they're supposed to be a really big pop comic, but the level of success that they've had at that point doesn't match the like way that they're like being treated, I, especially by like Carrie and stuff. Like when they go to the, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. I know. I know what you mean. I think, I think it's just hard. Yeah. It's like a hard balance. Because to strike. Carrie, Carrie is probably like more famous than Shay Diaz. Well, she was, but I think we're supposed to say it would be like if Candace Bushnell, if the TV show of Sex and the City never came out and Candace Bushnell was like in 
2022, which she is, she's still alive. Yeah. But like how famous would Candace Bushnell be? Yeah, now? if Sex in the City had never come out, she would not be that famous. It would be like, oh yeah, I think she like did a sex columnist in the 90s. Or like if Carol Radziwill was never on Real Housewives, it'd be like, oh, that woman. Do you know how much Candace Bushnell got paid for Sex in the City? Have I said this? No. $60,000. And she didn't get any like back-end deal or any like definitely didn't get points on the whatever I mean she's probably getting some money every time they like license it to like do this other stuff but she didn't that I think she didn't get like an EP credit on the show or anything no way holy shit I would be fucking furious I know she seems to have a pretty good attitude. Back then I feel like now that would never happen because now like well now people are way more media savvy um but, they should have yeah. given her an EP credit for this new one, at least, because they gave it to fucking Cynthia and Kristen. Yeah. I mean, she's never had anything to do really with it. That's so they crazy. kind of like bought the rights and made the show. I don't know. I know that they've approached her to be on Real Housewives, but she I should I absolutely do it's it. It's too late now because now they're trying to like find younger people. I thought the whole thing was what I saw on Reddit <laughs> was that they're getting rid of the young people and they're bringing they're trying oh. to re- double down on the old people. Oh, okay, that's fine with me. I mean, I just think pick a lane. I also think that like when they're going, I mean, I've been saying, didn't I say that Julia Fox should be on it? I feel like now at this point. Maybe Julia Fox in two years because she's this is going to blow over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Julia Fox now obviously wouldn't do it, but Julia Fox post Kanye possibly. Except Julia Fox, I I hope that Julia Fox really does like concentrate on acting because I think she's like a good actor and sort of a different energy. Um, But with her, yeah, I don't know how like devoted she is to her craft. (laughs) I mean, she's an artist, (laughs) but I feel like that's the like Julia Cat and um, Leah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the perfect. And then those three, and then bring Ramona, back Luann, and Sonia, and just those six. I mean, I guess. Yeah, that would be. I just, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. They're, uh, yeah, they're taking a while to revamp it. Well, I mean, it, it's a delicate balance, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, shall we? Yeah, the newsletters were like sort of boring this week, but they were, I mean, unfortunately for me, they were interesting, but that's just because I have issues. That's great. (laughs) Oh, but before we start on the newsletters, I want Mm -hmm. to give a little goop yourself shout out to our new Patreon subscribers for the week. Oh, okay. We have Stacy, Susanna, Kyle, and Sarah joining our exclusive patreon um thank you for joining thank yes. you amazing thank you so much and yeah if you didn't know so now uh this will be a free episode but we're going to alternate every week free episodes with exclusive patreon episodes and then still do you know bonus segments bonus episodes and yeah we just appreciate um joining the patreon because that will allow us to buy more goop products and talk about them on the podcast literally all we do with the money from patreon is just buy goop products and talk about them or that's really it that's That's really sometimes we go to air one occasionally yeah that's really it so, so yeah, we really we're it. funneling all this income back to the pod. Which yeah, is it for. all goes back into the project. 
All right. So yeah, I agree. These newsletters were, it was tough to um, choose things from them, but what, what was your best? Okay. So my best was, as I said, I'm turning 30 fucking seven on Monday and I got an email from Goop Kitchen. Oh yeah. You know, you get a lot of freebies on your birthday from like stores. Oh yeah. yeah, whatever. yeah. And Goop Kitchen is letting me get a complimentary dessert, any order this month, but it's so first it says any order this month and then it says it expires in 14 days. So I better get on it, but I'm really excited to get another brownie because those brownies were so good. Yeah, they were really good. And um, I love when Goop gives you something like a deal or something like a perk. And Goop Kitchen is actually pretty good about that. They have a rewards program. Um, I, I like it. They do. Yeah, they I feel like it's pretty easy to get like at least a 10% off code for Goop Kitchen. If you and they now that I haven't. Well, because the last time we. Well, the last time we ordered was through Postmates, so it wasn't even through their website, right? Yeah, which that which it was I fucked up by doing that because I could have gotten points. Yeah. And I haven't I haven't ordered from my own account for months. So I think they're in sort of like a a fit of desperation with me trying to get me to order again. Yeah, I love when they're like, please order from Goop Kitchen. Because I'm like Honeybee, Honeybee is gives me fucking codes up my ass all the time. And I well, just, is, where is Honeybee now? There's one on either Fairfax or La Brea, which I actually was over there last night and I didn't get Honeybee. And then there's one at the Colony Ghost Kitchen by Goop Kitchen. There's one too. So it's just Oh, that's the, in Santa Monica? Yeah, in Santa Monica. Oh, yeah, no. But if I'm over there, see, if I'm over there seeing a movie, I'm always going to go walk down Sautel and get like ramen or tempura or something. I'm not going to like go to fucking Colony. What if you wanted a salad from Goop Kitchen? No, I, yeah, but I mean, I like, a, I don't think I like Goop Kitchen as much as you do, honestly. It's I my just, favorite restaurant. Yeah, definitely not mine, but. I fine. can't believe I can eat food from, it's like, I just can't believe it's real. It's like, it's like, is this really happening? Every time I get it, I'm like, how is this even possible? And the last time, well, the last time I ordered, or no, so when we ordered, they had the bag had like little signs for like Goop smoothie rotisserie. Goop, rotisserie so like they're they're i guess expanding the brand to i would love a like to have goop you know really compete with moon juice and like do a real real juice and smoothie line wouldn't you just die i would be dead if there if the goop store or if there was like a line of goop stores that were like moon juice or they sold like supplements and smoothies I would literally shit. I would be so excited. Yeah, I don't understand why like the Goop store in Brentwood doesn't at least have like a smoothie bar in it. I feel like that would put that would like bring so much more foot traffic to the store. I mean, and if they if they took over that ch- bad chicken place and they made it made a Goop rotisserie, I mean that would I'm be sure the elites would riot. The Brentwood intelligentsia would go insane if their precious, disgusting, overpriced rotisserie chicken stand oh got replaced by Gwyneth. If Gwyneth just takes over the whole country mart, I know. I know. It's called it's Goop Mart. Goop, Goop Country Mart. Goop Country Mart. It's like the Disneyland for Goop. Every store is just now Goop branded. 
that chicken, I've never had worse chicken from like someone not it's, like someone like didn't make for me. Like it from a, oh, restaurant, sure. a professionally made chicken. Like professionally made. It was so dry. I couldn't, I was I know. shocked. I mean, Costco $5 rotisserie chickens are a oh, hundred million times Head better. Yeah. And I have to say, and I know that this isn't goop related necessarily. I am have I only went once, but I was very disappointed by Kismet rotisserie. I've never been to Kismet Rotisserie because um, I've been to Kismet, which is great. Kismet, the restaurant is really good, yeah. But Kismet Rotisserie, which I am getting one soon, very close to my apartment, which I may start going to. Um, you're getting so many things. You're getting a John yeah. and Vinny's soon. We're getting, uh, are we? I think it maybe Studio City, maybe not Sherman Oaks. We're getting a Roberta's. That's cool. And we're getting, um, and we got the air one and yeah, my neighborhood is great, but, um, we're getting, uh, um, we're getting a Kismet rotisserie soon. So I might go, but I've just, every time I look at the menu, I'm like, this is so stupid. I could go to Zanku chicken and get li- the exact same stuff. Like it's exactly the menu of Zanku chicken, yeah. but more expensive and probably not as good. It's like double the price. I mean, the quality, yeah, it's like, you know, non-hormone antibiotic chicken. Which isn't but really important to me. Actually. The taste is, it's just, I don't know. And also I, I might not have given it a fair shake because it was during the height of the pandemic, I ordered delivery. And so mm. I think everything was like cold by the time. It like, I probably, it probably wasn't the best atmosphere to have Kismet rotisserie. But yeah, between Zanku and then, you know, I have like Dune in my neighborhood. It's like, why would I go to Kismet? Dune is so good. Except I have to say, I think Dune's gone a little downhill. The last couple of times I've ordered falafel, the falafel hasn't been like super warm and the bread has been a little, not stale, but like not quite as fresh. I think that Dune has gotten too successful for its own good. Maybe, but falafel is another one that like ordering a delivery is a real. No, but yeah, with Dune, I always just pick it up. Oh, pick it up. Um, have you been to Sum Sum? Sum, I've been to same same. No, same same. No, wait, same 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 is Thai. What's Sum Sum? Sum Sum is also it's like falafel and stuff like that. It's like a little like fast casual chain, but I think it's mostly oh, okay. on the west side. Okay, no. yeah. There's there's one in Beverly Hills and one on Third Street and one in Brentwood. Um, Sum Sum is really good. Okay. But I cool, think cool, they're cool. only on the they're mostly on the west side. Yeah, I love a good falafel. But that's a good one. Um, but yeah, they've got to get one. They at least have to come to the valley. Just come over the hill. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, now I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. So my best is obviously not from the newsletters. It is the grand debut of Gwyneth's new Montecito Mance in the pages of of Architectural Digest. Yeah. How could I have been so selfish um, and talk about my fucking free brownie when I could have just been talking (laughs) about Gwyneth's house? So I I never read Architectural Digest. I'll sometimes watch those like videos that they put out, which are sort of fun. I don't think Gwyneth has one of those out yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Yeah, yeah. But this is like a cover story. Step inside Gwyneth Paltrow's tranquil Montecito home. Mm-hmm. So she worked with a famous uh, architect, architects Roman and Williams. I don't know what any of these people. I don't are. know what any. I this is just way above my. Yeah. Like I could never, and I will never know what this stuff is. That's really I, yeah. This article really puts into sharp relief how like poor I am. And how like oh my this god, words mean nothing to me. 
because I'm like, I feel like I live in a mansion because I have a washing machine and like, I haven't even like finished, like once we got our furniture into our apartment, like I have, I stopped, like I haven't gotten curtains. I haven't, I had like wallpaper I was going to get never happened. We painted three walls, That's great. put in the furniture. We were just like, let's just call it a day. And I, I just, it's so exhausting that like the thought of doing anything now stresses me out so much. I just haven't done it. Yeah. I mean, same with us. Like, I feel like I live in Versailles because we got our disgusting carpet taken out and we're in, you know, we have laminate floors, but yeah, we haven't, we were going to, we're going to get like a nice rug for the living room. We haven't done that. No new bookshelf for my um, cookbooks. We haven't done that. It's not, it's not that much, not that much stuff, but we need to do it. No, it's really, it's just like, but if I could just like hire someone and they would just come and do it for me, I would just be so happy. Like they would like bring me samples and I'd be like, get this one. And like, I just, money was no object. Is there like a, like, can you hire like, um, like an architect or an interior design student that needs like a portfolio and they'll like do it for just the cost of materials? Well, but even that (laughs) is too expensive. You still have to like, get it. You still have to actually do it. That's true. Yeah. That's the hurdle from like, I can think about it forever and say like, I'm definitely getting this, but actually, no, you know, I do. Cause like, I've been having a, like, I can't figure out what kind of curtains I want. Everything is stressful to me by the time, probably by the time I get it set up, set up, we'll be ready to move. Mm. I did finally figure out what to do with my niche, which was a challenge. What is a niche? In the entryway of my apartment, there's like a little, like, I don't know, like concave, like. Oh, I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like a thing on it. Like a, that, and you're obviously supposed to put something like decorative on it. Like it's just for decoration and has like a little light above it. Oh, okay. That's cute. Which is cute. But like when you actually are confronted with having to put something in it, I just, it, it feels like the pressure is so high. Cause it's like a stage that you're like, I need something on this. Well, you could do a, you could do a plant. You could do a Buddha. You could do a nativity scene. Yeah. You could I do, was, I, don't know. I used to want to put, I have this like beautiful pink and white vase that I used to want to put on it, but I ended up just getting like this nice, like Lily plant from whole foods for $15, which, and it came in its own, like nice little white vase. I thought it was a good deal. And I put it like I had a couple of nice Toshin books and I just put it on top of oh, that. There, we go. there you go. Well, Gwyneth has spent so much time. So she bought this property before she even met Brad in like 2015. And it was, she said there was some sort of disgusting tear down on the property that was like gray gardens. I bet it was like the most beautiful place I've ever seen. I, yeah, I, like, I would live in it for like, and I would like love to live in it. The wild animals were living on the property. So she like dis she like displaced these wild like, animals. Had dis- them killed. Had them, yeah. And she spent the last several years, you know, building her dream house. This is of course in Montecito. Yeah. And she talks, so she first, she talks about, you know, how much Montecito means to her. Even when she was living in London, she would go to Santa Barbara with the kids And then she hired her longtime collaborators, Robin Standifer and Stephen Alsh of Roman and Williams, an AD100 firm. Does that mean architecture? I don't know what that means, AD100. I feel like that has to do with 
maybe it wait maybe that's like one of their favorite firms I mean. yeah i guess so it's the same people that designed the goop shop at the brentwood country mart okay and she wanted so her ideal for this apartment or for this house apartment was to be a parisian apartment set within an old european barn something with high ceilings flooded with light a place that feels generous yet manageable at the same time so it's generous i know generous that's the best rich person word for like giant mansion oh it's it's our house is generous yeah (laughs) it's really funny maybe you could be a little more generous yeah maybe i don't know um so it's laid out largely on one floor so there's definitely other floors but it's mostly one floor shingled roof i mean it looks i mean it's gorgeous and it's solar energy because Gwyneth is such an environmentalist yeah yeah gray water system yeah um she says it's essential <laughs> but then what is this lawn astroturf I don't know like you I'm sorry but like no matter how many solar panels you put on your house like you're living in a mansion for and it's two- one of many like I mean maybe she doesn't have another huge mansion but she definitely has other big houses and apartments and shit like it's not her only house no she has at least at least three because she has her her Brentwood or Santa Monica house. And then she has her Hamptons house. And I assume she probably has a New York city apartment still, even though I don't know if that's true. I I always figured she did, but she maybe must. not. I mean, she never seems to be in New York. Yeah. She doesn't really seem to be in New York. And I guess she doesn't have her own place in London anymore, but she has at least three houses. Um, yeah. At the bare minimum. Which like at that point, like you can, like the solar panels aren't really helping. Like, just it's not helping no like when she's not in the Hamptons does she let the unhoused people of Sab- Sag Harbor live in her house I don't think so I don't think so either she should <laughs> yeah Gwyneth. what if that would be amazing that would be so cool if Gwyneth was like all the homeless people in the Hamptons you can crash at my place are there uh, homeless people in the Hamptons I'm, well I don't know they probably kicked them out I mean like they probably yeah. I mean right I don't know, it's too depressing to think about. I was homeless when I was in the Hamptons. I know. You could have slept in her house if she had that policy at that time. Uh, Okay, so, oh, because they did, so they, they, these designers brought a real elegance to a very specky New York apartment. What does this mean? I don't know what it means. A specky New York apartment? I don't know what that word means. Does it mean like it seems like someone did it on, like it felt like cold and unlike lived in because like, it looked like someone did it on spec, like it was impersonal. Yeah, it was like a something to like stage. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's what it means. That's that what I think it on. means. Okay. But all these all these architecture words. Yeah. These uh, okay. Uh, the kids were much younger. I wasn't married to Brad, so I was I, ideating. I got this fucking VC capitalist vocabulary that she uses now. I was ideating for a future yeah. self that didn't exist yet. Oh Ugh. god, but I do like that. Mm. Because you know, I you know I've gotten into some very mentally unstable practices about you know very that's good very strange beliefs about manifestation etc. But that's the thing with Gwyneth; she didn't just manifest it; she literally bought a giant property and hired people to do it. So it's not just like a dream. So many of these women, as a little aside, like their manifestations and their boundaries are about like dealing with contractors and like having like like manifesting something that they can't afford they just want something that looks a certain way like that's their manifestation it's really you know yeah it's weird but i subject myself to it every day because it makes me feel good exactly yeah 
so then she hired one, one of these, oh, from AD 100, this designer, Bridget Romanek, who's been a close friend of more than two decades, became the interior designer. And she says, Bridget, Bridget is more contemporary than I am, but I wanted to push myself. Plus I knew it would be fun. So it's a mix of her, you know, old Parisian country barn aesthetics with a little bit more of a modernist twist. Hmm. I mean, I guess I get that. No, I get it. I mean, and then there's a slideshow of, here, let me go back to the beginning of 14 slides. It's probably too boring for me to describe each one of these 14 slides. Yeah, we can't describe all of them, but you, I mean, you probably, I feel like our listeners have probably seen it. See, yeah, you've probably seen it. The, the one but, that I do, I do want to mention is, so in the first slide is just Gwyneth draped over this, like, sort of this big sofa in like yeah. a, sort of like a poochy summer resort wear dress. And behind her is this weird, like jellyfish looking sculpture. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And like, so when this, when this article first came out, they claimed, I don't know if it was Gwyneth or Architectural Digest, someone claimed that the sculpture was by this famous artist named Ruth Asawa, Mm -hmm. who is this Japanese American who uh, just died recently, but she was like, I guess this really um, famous cult painter and sculptor who uh, created very few things. So it's like her, her stuff is very, very rare. And some design critic went on Twitter and was like, Oh, I want to kill myself seeing like that Gwyneth has a Ruth Asawa in her house. Okay. And and so everyone did a little research. Apparently this is a fake Ruth Asawa. Oh, really? It's not, it's not an authentic one. And so I don't know if it was Gwyneth that said it was, or if it was Architectural Digest that assumed it was, but this was actually not a real Ruth Asawa. This is something that was created by like a student of her daughters who learned the same sculptural techniques that Ruth pioneered. So everyone can just calm down. She doesn't actually have a, I don't know what that, like why it would just be like, oh, Gwyneth doesn't deserve a real Ruth Asawa. She's not a, she's not a artiste. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. But it's like rich people have art all the time. Like what is. Like, like who do you think has that shit? Yeah, it's not like. And it's the, like, why would you want to kill yourself? I mean, I can't even get into the levels of. <sighs> like jealousy just doesn't work. Jealousy is just bad. Like just accept it, you know, like accept the world for what it is. Unless I don't, I mean, I guess I don't know enough about Ruth Asawa to know why she would specifically not want her work to be in Gwyneth Paltrow's house. Maybe yeah, maybe she reason. has like some political convictions. Maybe she's like a, you know, a dyed in the wool communist or something, but maybe I feel like if you're a fine artist, unfortunately, like you are wrapped oh, up in late stage capitalism because you they have to all, be. I mean, like, that's how it, that's like how it works. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. kind of like the name of the game. And actually we were just talking about this right before we started recording how like most artists don't like, um, like once they reach a certain level, like they're not making their own stuff. Like, especially if it's in any way labor intensive, like usually artists who like are well-known have like essentially a factory where they yeah, just like yeah. employ people to reproduce their things. So like, it's all, and then it's all just about like, you know, selling it for as much as possible, obviously, because it's a product, it becomes uh, a commodity. Good for them. I do have to say Gwyneth's, so Gwyneth has a room that I didn't even know was a real room. It's an upper floor landing. So it's like 
not even a room, but it is bigger than my entire apartment. Okay. But so she has a couch, a table, a chair in there. And I have to say her floor looks just like my floor. Where's the landing? It's slide four out of 14. It says an upper floor landing is outfitted with a custom sofa, a Nikki Kehoe cocktail table, and Gentner sconces. That looks nice. It looks nice. But I, I bet think, you she'll never be in there. No, it's such a weird, I guess it's like you have a cocktail there. I don't know. I feel like that's the thing I never understood about having a big house is like, you're going to stay in this, like you're in the living room watching TV. You're in the bedroom. You're in the bathroom. You're in the kitchen. Like, what else do you need? I mean, I feel like I've been in some houses that are like, I've literally been lost in like that are so stupidly huge and it's like kind of a more of a pain in the ass than anything so it's like it takes so long to leave to like get out (laughs) if you want to to like find your way out or like to get back to your car and yeah like you don't you really just kind of use the same few rooms right like you're in your bedroom and your kitchen and if you're you're entertaining a lot but even then, like how much do you need? And then like, you know, maybe you want like a j- home gym or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I would want a home gym. I would want a home theater. I, I could, I could definitely find a way to use these other rooms for sure. Yeah. I mean, but I do think it gets to a point where it's like you, if you're, it's like a hotel, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Where it's like you just, just room after room, but uh, um, not saying I don't want that, uh, but I actually kind of don't care. <laughs> And then the kitchen, she has um, this whole like glass cabinet full of Hermes dishes, which reminded me of um, Dorit and PK from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills who like bought like two Hermes dishes and just like carried them around like they had won the lottery. Well, yeah. But Gwyneth has a whole Gwyneth showed them. They're very nice. Um, Yeah, I have to, I mean, the, the house itself is so gorgeous. The design for me I get what she's doing, like combination of like sort of barn, like barn aesthetic and mid-century modern. But I, and I do, I mean, I don't know. I feel like mid-century now is a little played out because now like you get all this stuff at Target. So it's like depressing. Yeah. It does have a little more mid-century. Like they didn't say that they were like, oh, it's like French country or whatever. And then there's all this like, but all the furniture is very, very like, Wayfair, West Elm type stuff. I don't know well congratulations on the house Gwyneth it looks great yeah why do the chandeliers have like wires sticking out of them is that an aesthetic choice of course it is what I'm okay I must be too uncouth to understand why that looks good well I mean it's obviously not like an accident yeah it's not just like a fire hazard um it's just odd to me I think I mean I I kind of like it I think it's like these like fun like sort of like whimsical like curvy lines it's making yeah. on okay. the ceiling it's like it's um i don't know cool i think it's okay no i get it yeah because it, it is very deliberate looking um and then they have in the living room there's that picture well because she can't put her real artwork i think unless the artist like okays it so it's that it's like that stage thing. It just has a white frame that says avant-garde on it. But I can't imagine that that's her real like artwork that she has on the wall. Um, let's see. It's uh, this. I think it. I don't know. 
I, I, maybe, maybe it is, but I, I, Gwyneth seems too cool to have like, like wall art or, or like, um, you know, like live, laugh, love. I feel like this is just like one step away from live, laugh, love. Or like yeah, but that doesn't mean it wasn't expensive. Let's yeah, see. That's true. John, oh, is that? Let's see. It says artworks include um, a paint. Wait, what the hell does it say? It's a painting pain by yeah. John Baldarossi. Okay, so I guess it's a real thing. And a. Delisa oh, Delisa Krager. That's the student. Sculpture. That's the student of um they had to change it because it said Ruth Asawa, and then the student is Delisa Krieger. And the wires that you don't like are a Lindsay Alderman lighting installation. I'm getting used to them. I got it. I just think it's funny that you thought that they like fucked up and like didn't like yeah. well, it's just sort of weird that they're like wires are exposed. <laughs> and I'm oh, the pink marble bar might take a little while for me to get used the to pink, too. it looks a little bit like um i think that looks a little specky um if you know what i mean like that yeah. looks like maybe in a hotel like it doesn't look like it belongs in a house but maybe i'm just not used maybe i'm just not um i haven't ideated on yeah. my <laughs> health enough to see how my house could look like a hotel lobby <laughs> uh, i don't know but that's what they like i don't know is she gonna spend like after the kids are out of school, is this going to be her primary residence? Probably. Uh, I think it already is probably. Okay. I mean, this fucking house has been such a big Gwyneth story for so long. Yeah. What if she just She's also it? exhausting? Like, why is this house? Why do I know about this house? Well, because we talk about Gwyneth every. But why? It's lives. like I feel like her house in Montecito was like a is like famous and like i've been tracking yeah. this house being built for like years i think well it's like monticello for thomas jefferson montecito for Gwyneth. Montecito for Gwyneth. Mm -hmm. uh, how close do you think she is to um harry and megan oh Oprah. i mean i imagine probably like on the same hillside or like on adjacent hillsides but yeah. i don't think anyone's that close to each other because they have such big properties yeah no one's that close but montecito is the tiny like i think the population of montecito proper is only like a couple thousand like it's pretty tiny well yeah and then you just go down the hill and there's like the one strip of um you know honor bar there's a bakery like a steakhouse that's about it a couple of doodad oh. shops i guess that's why you build a bar in your own house yeah exactly can't be seen with the plebes down at honor bar <laughs> you love honor bar so much it was one of the greatest dining experiences of my life do you think it's because like you had just gotten married i think that yeah that was part of it yeah. like memory of just getting married you know um you know sort of cosplaying pretending i'm a rich person hanging out in montecito everyone was very welcoming because you're sitting at like the bar is like a u-shaped bar so you're it's like a communal so i just felt like one with the one with the like the royalty <laughs> while I was there getting my, you know, $25 fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. I love places like that though. There is one. And I still want need to go to the one in Beverly Hills. We did go to the one in Beverly Hills. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. But it didn't have that same atmosphere as the, the one in Montecito is so small. You're just at that bar. Oh, it's like really is just a bar. Yeah. That is cute. Um, all right. Shall we move on? 
Uh, sure. Let me see. What oh, my worst is so stupid. <laughs> Mine is too. I mean, my worst isn't even. A, well, it's like something that's been featured in Goop, but like, okay, so as well, the people who listened last week who are Patreons know, I did a fake prolon, and I'm like on my last day today of prolon. Excited. Fake prolon, which has actually been shockingly. Um, easy doing uh, what is it like seven to nine hundred calories a day something like that it's like the first day is like a thousand and then the next four are like seven okay yeah um but it's like it's not that hard because it's like you i just put off eating until like 11 and then don't eat again until like three and then i have like lunch and dinner really close together and then i just like wrap it up at like you know whatever seven or eight and then just like go to bed as soon as as early as i can and like (laughs) and that's it um but but it's been kind of nice to like just go to bed early and like not really be drinking and to like eat really low calorie and just feel like i'm just like very chill sure um but like I'm looking for more. Like I need another fix of this. Like I love this feeling of cleansing, and I'm like I want to do another one. So the pro one thing you're supposed to do it like once a month until you're like healed, <laughs> and then you do it like every uh, healed from being a disgusting pig. Exactly until you're healed from being a monster, and then you do it every um, like twice a year. Okay. I sort of want to buy the Prolon. I'm like, I mean, okay, Brian just rolled his eyes really No, hard. I mean, I did roll my eyes, but God bless if you want to do it. It's, you know, it's all, it's all content. And now, you know, that the Patreon subscriptions are rolling in, we have the, yeah. we have the cash to do it. We've got the cash flow for a Prolon. The only problem is it's like every time I'm like, my finger's like hovering over the thing. And then I'm like, am I seriously about to spend on a box of dried soup. And I just can't do it. It's like, my brain will not allow me and I will spend money on some really, really stupid stuff. I mean, I am not good with money at all. And I'm an idiot, but like just buying a box of powdered soup that costs $200 and I'm going to eat it for five days when like, I know how to do the exact same diet without doing that seems so wasteful but then i'm like what if my results would be better if i did it you know what i mean it's like i'm on this constant seesaw i I think you should i mean go for it once you're gonna you 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 have you have it in your brain now so it's like at some point you are gonna cave in and do it so you might as well just do it now i mean i also feel like i should have just done it during january because that's when they have the best deals oh yeah 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 but then i was like well maybe i should do the sakara I got this notification that was like, Hey, it's time for this. It's your last day for a discount on the Sakara 30 day reset. So you can get a deal where Sakara will send you meals for a month. How much is it? Okay. But it's not for every day of the month. Okay. You can either do it. Okay. So I closed it. Okay. So I don't, I don't have it directly in front of me. So basically you can either do it Monday through and i think i may have already missed the big deal okay you can either do it monday through wednesday for like about nine hundred dollars or you can do it monday through friday for like 1300 okay well let's just say 
we got to really ramp up those Patreon <laughs> subscriptions and if you're going to do that one. But you can do, um, you know, what's it called? Like, uh, what the fuck is it called? The thing where it like lets you pay an installment. Oh, afterpay? You can do afterpay for it. Well, yeah, you can do afterpay for anything now. So I missed, I was like, again, my finger once again was hovering and I was like, this is really stupid. I can't do it. I cannot do it. But I, but I was like, just, I was like, well, it's yeah. only at that point, like if I that, only three days, it's like 200 and something dollars a week. And like, what do I spend on groceries anyway? Not 200 something dollars for three days. That's a lot. That, it's I, a lot, okay. right? I, I encourage you to do the prolon if you want, but this, that's stressing me out. Even thinking about you spending okay. that much money on food. Okay. And I know that your Brian would, his head would explode if he knew that you were going to thinking about doing that. Yeah. Hopefully he's not listening to this conversation, but I did that. It did cross my mind where I was like, Oh, he doesn't want he If he knew I did that. He Cause he's buying, you know, tilapia on sale at Ralph's and having that and hamburger helper and having that last week. Well, you know, he and I are very different. Yeah. In our- <laughs> so I guess we're different his, in a lot of ways. His frugality can balance out your, um, insanity. Right? It's like he can have the tilapia and the frozen bag of peas and I'll have the the thousand dollar Sakara menu and we'll balance each other out. Right. Exactly. No, not going to uh, happen. Okay. Well, that's. So my worst was just that, like, I can't find that, like, I want more detoxes in my life, but they're also expensive. And like the thing about them, that's so stupid is like, they're you're spending so much for so little, like intentionally, like, the point of it is that you don't get a lot. Like that's the point. Yeah. It's a calorie restrictive diet and you're paying more to eat less. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the genius. It's just like, it doesn't compute in my brain. And I, I think I'm starting to think like, is this stuff a scam? Probably is how, what kind of deranged and sick cleanse can I build for myself by spending maybe a little bit overpriced, like spending a little too much money at like air one. Maybe that's more my speed. Yeah. I mean, if honestly, that could be a cleanse is just like eat lunch at the Erewhon hot bar every day. And you're going to spend less money than, I don't know. Like it's still going to be an no, insane no. amount of money. The Erewhon but... hot bar is like $200. Yeah. It's so expensive. No, it's not, but it's a lot. Yeah. But I've been getting by on like boxes of organic pea soup, a green salad with some lemon juice and hummus. And I did buy like these like, fast bars that are like supposed to help oh, you yeah. that are good like and that's it well i think i mean i think you have the tools to create your own cleanse or the prolon i mean you've been threatening to do this prolon for years so maybe you should just I've been i'm like obsessed with prolon i really am obsessed with it it's the packaging it looks so pretty and you get a water bottle <laughs> <laughs> and like um I don't know. Did Gwyneth like it? Cause she did it in like one of the. Yeah. In the, uh, Oh, it was the first season of, um, the goop show, whatever that was called. Uh, she, yeah. did she do it or did Elise? She did it. She, she was like, it. I'll do it because I'm the expert cleanser and like, it won't yeah. be hard for me. And everyone's like, thank you. It's like, she like sat, took one for yeah. the team. But yeah, I think, I think she likes it. I mean, they obviously like it cause they sell it, but, um, I do think that, it's probably gonna like goop will be making their own direct competitor to prolon soon 
So maybe just wait for that. I don't know. Oh, I'll definitely do the goop cleanse one day. One day yeah. I'll do them all. Yeah, yeah. Never the Sakara one though. Probably I will probably never be able to justify that one. Is so expensive. It's crazy. And then they sell a shorter one that's also bad because that one is just like a greens powder. You get like a protein powder and like like drops for your water. And I think that's it. And then a recipe book for you to make all your own stuff. <laughs> like a congratulations, you. And oh that's God. like 500 or something dollars. So yeah. I just, it's, it's all, I, I feel like that one is really overpriced. That one, yeah, it seems very scammy. But that one is like, has the best marketing. It's like the prettiest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. best packaging. Anyway, all right. so that's my worst, my, my detox journey. <sighs> okay, my worst, this is just a little email that I'm sure we all got. And it just sort of rubbed me the wrong way because I was I know very, exactly which one I was about. excited for a second. And then I was like, oh no, this is not what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So we got a little email in our inbox from Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Good. Do you know who this person is? Like, is this a person that's been on the newsletter? I don't cool? think so. So she is the um let's see it. Okay, so the the title of the I should have known it was a scam from the beginning because the email subject line is hello lover. Right. Very Carrie Bradshaw. Very Carrie. Yeah. So she's the senior director of client experience. Okay. So, and you know, most, most emails from Goop just come from Goop and you're like, oh, this is a, you know, a mass email, but this one seemed a little special. And for a second I thought, oh, because they love Goop yourself so much, they're reaching out and we're getting some perk. This will. Okay. So they used to love us and be like, we're going to send you stuff. And then they like iced us out and never talked to us again. I don't know what it was that we said. I don't know what we did that crossed the line, but they decided they used to like us and now they hate us. And it really hurts my feelings. I always hope that Goop would be like, want to play ball with us and think we were cool. Cause we are ultimately, although we have very harshly criticized certain people who have contributed to Goop and who have worked there in, you know, the executive level, <laughs> we have always been defenders of Gwyneth and defenders of Goop as a brand. And of, yeah, of Goop's sort of mission statement. We're 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 fans first and foremost. We're fans. we're fans. So, so I yeah, I think it's just they whatever. I don't know what they, I don't know what they think. But so not only is this just a fake, you know, mass email that everyone got sent from Kelly. Sorry, sorry. It's that would be like enough to make me angry. But then the whole point of this email is basically a roundabout way of saying, oh, we know our shipping is horrible. It's going to take weeks for you to get stuff. So if you have to order stuff for Valentine's, like panic, do it right now, or you will not get it before Valentine's Day. At least they're honest. They're honest. Cause yeah, we're one month into 2022 and 12 days away from my favorite holiday. You know, the one where whether you're doing the giving or the receiving you win. Kind of disgusting. Disgusting. Here are some Here's some of my favorite things for yourself, your favorites, or your lava, spelled L-O-V-A-H-H-H. I mean, this is not 2002 Rachel Dratch, so this is an old reference. I mean, we're of, this is written for people who will understand that reference, okay? Yeah, and I'm elderly. talking about an age demographic. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's one step away from like Land Shark or like Roseanne, Rosanna Dana. <laughs> Well, we're a little older than that's our new Rosanna Dana. Like that's the Rosanna Dana of our generation. Exactly. If you need some jewelry help, please. So then she's like, oh, P.S. If you need some jewelry help, please let me know so I can make sure the gift arrives on time. 
And I thought, oh, if I click on this link, is this going to send me like Kelly's personal email account or like a personal hotline where I can talk to Kelly about jewelry? Yeah. No, I click the link and it just goes right to Goop's um, shipping policy and return policy page. Yeah. And so the first thing it says is order by 1 p.m. Eastern on February 4th for the standard shipping delivery by Valentine's Day. So by the time you're hearing this, it's too late, guys. Too late. So if you're you. hoping to get your lover a gift from Goop and you're just starting now, sorry. Sorry, not you're gonna, gonna happen. You're gonna have to pay uh overnight shipping or or drive to Brentwood yourself and pick up your fucking dildo. Yeah. Do you think they sell the dildos at Brentwood? They probably sell a couple of yeah, no, they do. I mean they I've seen them there. They sell a couple of them for sure. I don't think they have the whole line. Well, uh, anyway. Yeah, so Kelly. If you are, if that is even your real name, I don't know what you are, who if you, you are. even exist. Yeah. Uh, it was disappointing. I thought you It cared. is disappointing. It's always disappointing when you think that you're going to get an email from Goop about something important and it turns out to be bullshit. Bullshit. All right. Um, what, you know. What's your uh, craziest or saddest? Okay. So my craziest, again, it's not directly related to Goop, but like, so... I finally pulled the plug and started going to a psychic, which we've all known. I was on my, I was on the Royal road for a long time. And unfortunately for me, and unfortunately for all of you, I now live about a 10 minute walk from a psychic, a psychic bookstore. Exciting. That employs psychics yeah you're and living I, in your own little paul thomas anderson movie yeah i am and it's a Licorice good one psychic it's probably his best one yet <laughs> um i go i i went to this woman i paid my money i like sat with her i was like 100 on board i wasn't skeptical in any way i was like tell me everything what do you think? She did. She read my tarot. She told me all these insights about myself. She told me that I'm gifted psychically. Like I have psychic gifts. Okay. Hey. She gave me, she told me that I had to take a spiritual bath. She gave me these like ingredients that I needed to, to use for it. She told me I needed to get a, this like special rock that I have to carry around with me to protect myself, which I do. Um, and I'm telling you, if any part of you believes in that stuff or like feels like you need to go to a psychic because you have issues, it's so much cheaper than therapy and it feels so much better. And my last therapist literally would be on the phone with her Comcast cable company on zoom while I was like talking to her about my life and would like sleep through our meetings and like not even show up. So I feel like at least Vanessa will be there for me yeah she's present at least and she's very present so this is this is at the this is in a psychic bookstore yes and how much how much is vanessa's how much is the session it's like basically a dollar a minute like i think i think it was like so it's like 20 or 30 bucks for half an hour yeah that's not bad at all and then i put a tip oh just because i mean you know any service right sure of course yeah yeah but I don't know. I don't like, I wouldn't tip my therapist, but I would tip my psychic. It's cheaper. Yeah. Cause the therapist I would say is like a white collar professional job that you wouldn't necessarily 
tip it's like a doctor whereas a psychic is definitely like service industry yeah and there and i think that it's like how like when you like hairstylists are like renting the chairs yeah. or whatever oh, yeah. it's like i think that they like rent the booths and um it was such a good experience and then i could like hear the people in the booths next to me like this one woman was like on the phone and she was like telling this girl like oh no like you're not supposed to move to burbank like you're gonna move to the west side like you're gonna move to, like don't worry like you need to be like somewhere like on the west side and i was That's like fun. she does it was <laughs> it was really cool <laughs> uh well i'm happy for you and for vanessa thanks i mean like look this is my craziest i feel like i'm i'm really like letting go of my past self, which was like skeptical bitch, like didn't like, like was always like, I don't want to, I don't believe that thing. That's not like been proven or whatever, like that isn't like scientifically sound. And now I'm like, why was I ever pretending to be that person? When we all know, I've always just like wanted to go on cleanses and go to psychics. That's all I've ever wanted. And that's all I'll ever do for the rest of my life. Because well, I'm if, old now. And it's like once you, that what the problem with goop is that it's not for young people. If you're under 35, just delete the app, delete it. You don't get it, guys. You have to be elderly to understand you have to be the desperation like, of, of buying yes, stuff from goop. Because you have to realize it's like, oh, it go, you know, I forgot to talk about this thing really fast. Going back to the to and just like that. Miranda's worst moment of the entire series where I was like this character is off the deep end is when Carrie is like since my husband died I actually now take comfort in believing in the afterlife and she's like it's all bullshit what are you talking about that in my opinion and I think in anyone's opinion would actually be like a friendship ending conversation that's psycho that's psycho it's like this woman is grieving and she's like taking comfort into believing that there's an afterlife and Miranda she just can't keep her mouth shut. Like that, that, no, that was psychotic for sure. And it's like, that's not normal. Like that's not how friends talk to each other. Even if they've, I, I just, I don't know. Like no yeah, one is like, but well, I think as really we normal. know people, you know, in the like skeptical community that are, that's their shtick that I could see them acting like that. I think there are certain people like that. But I think most people, even in the skeptical community, have like some level of empathy and like care about other people. And Miranda is acting so insane with Che, like, and Carrie is like biting her tongue as much as she can and not being like, Miranda, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, And then Miranda can't even keep her mouth shut when Carrie says like, oh, I think that Big's in heaven looking down on me or whatever. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, I couldn't believe it. So anyway. Yeah. I feel like we're all getting closer and closer to Carrie dreaming about big sitting on top of a cloud, smoking a cigar, like spiritually, you know, like I'm getting like the great, I'm getting closer and closer to the grave with every passing day. And like, I need a psychic, like, that's it. That's it. Okay. And I need to do the longevity diet. Okay. And I need to go to the psychic. You turn 37 and then you tell me how it goes, how many psychics you're not going to actually don't. That's, that's me now. Okay. We're all happy for you. And 37, it seems like bad, but it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad, but it's a, there. it's a, it's a growing, I mean, I'm still a young, I'm not old. No, no, no. But I'm not a kid. I'm not not young. I'm not, I'm in the middle, whatever you want to call that. (laughs) Oh, there's a word for it. It's middle. I don't remember. Actually, no, I don't. No. It starts with middle no. and then it talks about actually that doesn't start until you turn 
You're going to say 45. Thank you. That's when that starts. It's true. Uh, I looked it up. I Googled it. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So I have a craziest, this is, I just don't understand. It's more of like a most confusing to me than a craziest, mm-hmm. but, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, this is not goop necessarily. This is Gwyneth Paltrow herself. The brand, the lady, the star yeah. is doing a collaboration with monogram kitchen appliances. What? So, okay. So this, we got a tip from, I won't say her name on, on live on the air, but one of my uh, old, oldest and dearest friends who was my roommate is now <clears throat> a listener to this podcast. And she works, I think at some fancy architecture firm or something. So she tipped us off that one of her clients or one of her coworkers or whatever is working on this Gwyneth Paltrow and monogram collaboration. Mm. And then um, on Monogram's, oh, they, they Gwyneth herself did an Instagram post about it, but then Monogram, their whole deal now is like Gwyneth, Gwyneth, Gwyneth. So it says a partnership focused on wellness in kitchen design, but there's no, I don't understand what it is. It looks like the same old ovens and stoves that have been around forever. They're fancy. Monogram, I guess, is, it's part of GE, but it's their sort of fancy brand. It's like the Cadillac of the, you know, compared with the Chevy. So this is GE's Cadillac monogram. Wait, I am not even, I don't even know about, see, this is the kind of shit that Gwyneth does that makes me depressed. Like Gwyneth building a new house in Montecito, I support. Well, that's the other thing. Building for companies makes, I'm like, why? Is these, all of these, um, if you look on the architectural digest, whatever, and you go to the the slide with the kitchen, all of her appliances are these monogram appliances. So I sort of do think this was like, oh, uh, we'll give you free shit if you- Of course. But then it's like, why? Gwyneth doesn't need free shit. She has more money than God. But like She probably does. I mean, that makes me think that she doesn't maybe. I don't know. Or I she's just smart of- about money. She's like, oh, I'm going to get these. I'm going to, I want these, this fancy stove anyway. So I'm going to see if I can get a deal. That, Who that, wouldn't take free yeah, shit? Yeah, exactly. But it's also just like when I like they always talk about how Gwyneth sort of was like the first influencer, like with Goop, like before there were like Instagram people, she was already kind of doing it. Um, But I have to say, like the true when I see Gwyneth being a true influencer, like doing branded content and like taking these like partnership deals and like doing this stuff. To me, that always feels so cheap. And I'm sure they're paying her a lot of money. I'm sure she's like one of the most expensive ones to get, if not the most expensive. But like, and I'm sure she's like, thinks about what she's gonna like endorse and use. She's not just doing any like weird shit. But it's just like, it feels so beneath her, even though that's like her, literally her entire business model is just doing that. But it's like it's just, branding herself. Yeah. When she does it like on Instagram and she's, I don't know, it's just something about it. But it, it is a worrying trend. Cause like, I get like monogram. I don't know anything about fancy stoves. I'm sure these are top of the line. First of all, I don't understand what, well, like how you make a stove into wellness. Like what, what about the stove is better for you or but like, what is like, give me some details. Well, is it about wellness or is it just It says a partnership focused on wellness in kitchen design. I think that's just a buzzword. Like, I don't think wellness in kitchen design means anything. 
No, I don't think so either. I mean, like other than like wellness, I guess could extend to like your like pleasure, you know, that you get from the things that you use every day. But I guess, you know, then you could sort of call anything wellness. This is a slippery slope. Everything is wellness, then nothing is wellness. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like in the nineties or whatever, when Martha Stewart started branching out from her, you know, just being like a famous caterer and like a TV personality or whatever, and started endorsing these products. Like at first they also were very sort of like luxury oriented, but then I think you just want more and more. And before we know it, Gwyneth is going to have like a line at target or something, which whatever. Do you really think we'll ever see a Gwyneth line? I mean, I feel like that's the big one and I'm sure somebody's tried to make it happen, but like, do, do you think, I mean, well, she did CB2. She did CB2, but that was just sort of like a little pop-up thing. I mean, this crypto stuff is freaking me out, but I think that's part of like a elite Hollywood cabal that I don't even want to know about. Don't even want to start with that because who knows where yeah. that goes. Yeah. But I do think because Goop, any any sort of corporation, their sort of bottom line is determined by not only how much money they make every year, but how much they grow as a brand, especially if like at some point, I think the plan is to take Goop public, like then you have to just grow. It doesn't matter. Like it, you can't just be focused on the 1%. You have to, you have to grow your company. You have to grow your subscriber base. You have to grow your audience year after year. And at that point, like, yeah, I, that's all she's, she's cornered the luxury space. There's only so many people that can afford these, you know, $10,000 ovens or whatever. So like, that's the only way to go. And it's going to happen. I mean, eventually it will, because I mean, eventually like, like everything else, like people are going to stop paying attention to goop at some yeah. point. There will be a newer, be a new younger, person. more innovative celebrity that does. The just same like with thing. Gwyneth Paltrow, just like with Martha Stewart, like Martha Stewart was kind of like the first Gwyneth. Yeah. Um, and, but I think that part of, but I do think Gwyneth is pretty smart and like, I kind of think that part of her downfall, Martha's, was the Target line, which has turned into, which or the Kmart line, which Kmart is line. absolute shit. And nobody wants that anymore. And like, I think it cheapened her whole thing. I, it, yeah. I, yeah. It che- that cheapened it. And then the, the magazine and the recipes were just so, it was like good housekeeping or something. I don't know. It I just worse. It was the recipes being atrocious when like, if there's one thing Martha should be able to do, it should be like to pull together a, an easy and good recipe. It was sad because I I was obsessed. I mean, before I even cared about Gwyneth, when Gwyneth was just a little, you know, ingenue starring in Harvey's movies, mm-hmm. I was obsessed with Martha Stewart. And now it's, too. and like, I'm sure she's having fun or whatever in her, in her dotage, hanging out with Snoop Dogg and selling fucking cannabis like shoes and wickless candles or whatever she's doing now, but it's just yeah. sort of, oh, it's depressing. Brian just LOL'd it. What you said. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. <laughs> um, no, I know it was, it was deeply, deeply depressing. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, but I do, I think that Gwyneth like learns, I think that she's, I mean, she's standing on the shoulders of Martha and like, she's learned what to do and what not to do. And I let's think, hope, let's hope. I don't think we're going to see, so I don't think we're going to see a target line. 
not for not for a good decade but i not until she's desperate desperate because this house in Montecito. i mean she has to keep raking in the dough like once you get to that level you just want more 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 and there will be a point where she needs a fucking new uh piece of artwork on her wall or a new extension to her house and that target line is going to look pretty lucrative i mean but does it work out for anyone i mean like wasn't that sort of like chrissy teigen's downfall yeah but i think the kmart line for martha at the time was thought of as like a mate because she was one of the first sort of like it was a yeah. It was like, it was like a, a revolutionary. Yeah. And but then like, it, yeah. It became and like when I, I remember when I went to college, it was I was all I wanted was like Martha Stewart Kmart sheets. I thought that was the height of luxury for my dorm. Well, room. it was like the beginning of like affordable luxury. Yeah. Like that was the first one. And then now it's all about affordable luxury. But I guess yeah, Goop has managed to stay feeling very like specialized and like it's it feels like a very like rare and special thing still. Like if you have an actual goop product. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But if anyone has these monogram, like, are they that good? I mean, and now you're not supposed to cook with gas. Gas is like poison apparently. So this is too far. People have been cooking with gas forever. Yeah. I don't know. You're supposed to cook on electric. Well, electric, or now there's these ones that I think are like, they're try to mimic the way that you can cook with gas, but not actually using gas. I don't know how it works, but yeah, because electric stoves are horrible. I don't know. All right. What would you try? Um, oh, I don't even know why I said this. I'm still, okay. So I, I went on, I went to the dermatologist yesterday and I got a lot of stuff from the pharmacy, like nice. a lot. I got a cleanse. I got several cleansers, ointments, retin-A whatever. And last night I was like doing my fucking thing. And I realized that I didn't have a single facial moisturizer to use. Like I had used everything up and thrown it out and I didn't realize until it was too late. So I'm on the market for a new moisturizer. I need a new body wash. I want to buy, now tell me if this is crazy. I want to buy a giant lotion and use it for my face and for my body. Uh, why? To save money and to buy like a one big, a one big but you're going to use just as it's like, you're going to use more of it if you use it for your face and body. So you're, are you going to actually save money? Cause it's the same amount of moisturizer you're using. Oh my God, you're so right. Okay, you talked me out of it. Anyway, the thing was gonna just be the exfoliator dulling cleanser because I also needed like a cle- like a good cleanser. And yeah. I think I've been talking about this forever, but the cle- every single cleanser dries my skin out so bad. My skin is the driest skin uh, in the world yeah. and I need, nothing will, nothing can help me. And I so need so much. Any product that works for me is not gonna work for you. No, I, no I'm obsessed with my, um, my new Cetaphil foaming wash for oily skin. It- works but it would completely dry your skin out and then i use a i use a neutrogena oil-free um moisturizer in the morning which is very light it's very cheap it's not i mean it's you know you guys everyone who listens to this is gonna laugh at me but i I like it and it's cheap and it smells good 
I mean, wait, what is it? Cetaphil? No, Cetaphil. Everybody loves Cetaphil. No, the Cetaphil one. Oh, it smells so good. The more the the cleanser. I'm saying my just oil-free Neutrogena face moisturizer. Oh yeah. Is like, you know, it's a it's a dependable standard, but it's not. Yeah. Something fancy. I think I need. I got these samples of like one of the Aesop ones is like literally like paste it's so thick and it just like drenches your entire face I think that's what I'm gonna have to go back and get but for some reason I said the exfoliator jelly although I don't think that that's a good like why is everything exfoliating can anything moisturize I think people just like to get that dead skin off I don't know you gotta get it off yeah. but I feel like with the retin-a you don't need the exfoliator jelly no 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 yeah it's like one it's like you don't need any of this other shit well retin-a is so I mean, I don't know if it dries your skin out, but it makes it so sensitive. Do you put retin-A on your whole face or just like spots? She she showed me how to do it where it's like you put a pea-sized drop on your hand and then you go like dot, 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 and then like rub it in all over. Okay, yeah. Like yeah, you need, dot it on your spots and then you rub it everywhere. I need to get my prescription renewed. I ran out of retin-A. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like I'm not going to use any of any like thing too harsh or like peeling or whatever for the next couple of weeks, just while I see how it goes. For sure. Yeah. And just be sure to, you know, put all that SPF on after your retina. Oh yeah. I put it on this morning just to like go to my car and like, take yeah, some yeah. um, which I kind of always do anyway. Anyway, what would you try? Okay. So this is another, you know, goop. Uh, jumping on the back of TikTok trends, which is fine because I rarely look at TikTok, so I need to keep keep up with what's going on over there, and I do it through Goop. They no, no, I know what you're gonna say. No, oh my god, it looks so good. Oh, no. I was like, oh, this looks oh my beautiful. God. Okay, so you know how everyone loves you know, the chicest food you can eat is a hard boiled egg. Everyone loves hard boiled eggs. Not, not me. <laughs> What is even chicer and more appetizing and more aesthetically pleasing is if you take your hard boiled eggs and then you take a box grater and then grate your eggs into like a flaky snow storm of good of white and yellow goodness. And then you sprinkle those hard boiled egg flakes over your avocado toast. Aggie, mm. you look at TikTok. Is this actually a viral thing on TikTok or is this something that Goop's making up? It actually is. It actually is. Okay. Um, and I've always hated it. Um, I don't like hard boiled eggs anyway. Mm. Um, unless and you call yourself a Jew. I mean, I like them if, I mean, even less, I only like them if they're like deviled eggs, those are good. Or oh, if they have good. like a bunch of like shit on them, but like just a hard boiled egg is really disgusting to me. Oh no, I don't um, need, I mean, I like, a, I like an egg salad more than sure i like an egg salad i like it i mean anything with like mustard and mayonnaise and like a bunch of like yeah. seasonings and stuff will be fine um but it's just something about like a hard-boiled egg is so gross bland and mushy and like the texture of the yolk the chalky and yet gummy yolk these soft-boiled eggs that people are doing now where they cut their egg open and it boozes everywhere this is this is my culinary depth of hell i mm. don't like these eggs i don't like these runny yolks I don't like a hard yolk. I don't like any yolk. I don't want an egg yolk anywhere near me. Wow. I mean, uh, the only way I do eggs really is like, I do scrambled eggs, which I do put on top of avocado toast. Oh yeah. 
really good. I do that. Well, I, mostly when, if I'm doing it on an avocado toast, I'll do like an Italian style fried egg with just like olive oil. And then you get the edges really crispy. I can't do that. I um, that. I can't do it because I don't like the, to me, the crispy edges quickly become rubbery. And also I don't like I don't like the egg white and I don't like the egg yolk. If you scramble it and it's just like one big thing, I'm like fine. Cause I feel like they need to balance each other out in that way. But like, I can't get to the yolk. I just, I can't deal with it. Okay. No, I think you're not alone. I love a, I love a runny yolk. I don't like hard boiled eggs when they're too hard. So this, I mean, but, but maybe shaving them. I don't know. Okay. And then they link to Goop's super powered avocado toast, which I think is an old recipe, but it looks good. What you're makes just, it super powered? So it's, um, you're adding cucumber and Meyer lemon zest and mint and feta. That sounds good. And some mirage chili. So yeah, th- that's like the, the recipe. And it's like a pretty, I mean, pretty light, you know, with just a little bit of feta, but mostly veggies and stuff on your avocado toast. But then now with this egg thing, you're shaving a hard boiled egg over it. And it looked, I mean, it looks like, it looks like cheese more than eggs when you're shaving. I don't know. It's like a, I feel like it might also be a good thing if you're trying to have less dairy. Cause I do love to put cheese on my avocado toast, which sort of defeats the whole purpose. It seems like a scary diet way to like replicate Parmesan cheese or something. If like, you can't have that, or if you're doing like paleo or something or whole 30 or some diet that doesn't let you have any dairy, which I yeah. find disturbing. Yeah. 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 No, I get it. But I might actually have like half a cucumber and some mint in the fridge. I don't have like a good slice of country bread though, or an avocado. So I guess I can't do this. Oh, those are the two big ones. Yeah. But <laughs> I guess you could, I don't know, put all that stuff on like lettuce or something. I could do, yeah, keto avocado toast with no avocado, just eggs and mint. <laughs> I do a lot of You know, people love avocados. Yeah, I like avocados. I'm not, I think. I don't know. I like avocados fine. I'm not like obsessed with avocados. Uh, I'm not obsessed with anything, but I do like an avocado. I, I, eat, a... I eat avocados every day. Do you? Yeah. Interesting. I made sort of in the same vein, a good New York times recipe that was, um, I only had chicken drumsticks, but it says you can do bone in thighs or chicken dum- drumsticks. And then you, you make like a marinade with, um, hot chili flakes and honey and some olive oil. And then halfway through the cooking process, you crumble feta cheese as you're roasting the chicken. It's pretty good. Oh, sorry. No, someone outside just started making a lot of noise and baby decided to bark. That sounds delicious. All right. What would you buy? Um, okay. I think I would buy a book. <laughs> Okay, wait. Jennifer Freed, that's the psychic who's also a therapist, right? Yeah, she's the astrological therapist or whatever. The astrological yeah. psychologist. Yes. Um, I would oh my god, stop it. I would buy all of her books because um now like I learned about her through goop and I've always liked her. And now that I go to a psychic, I feel like this is my next step to like start reading this girl's books or this woman, I'm sorry, his books and get really into it. 
Uh, interesting. Yeah, I think she, because she was an astrological psychologist and then she went into like family therapy. She sort of did a lot of things, but I think now she's back to what she does best. Yeah. I think it's like a great mashup. And I am really excited to just like get fully, um, you know, indoctrinated yeah. into her system of belief. Get fully freed pilled. I'm going to get freed pilled. I don't know. I like her and I like her. I like that she's, she's, she's a good, I think with an astrologer, you just have to be like a good writer basically. Yeah. <laughs> like to make the horoscopes or whatever interesting to read. And I think she is, I do like her more than some of the other like celebrity astrologers, like that woman, Heidi Rose Robbins, who's really yeah. popular. She's like too, too much for me. Mm. Um, Jennifer's a little, she has her, her feet on the ground a little bit. I love the ones who are like, this is based in science. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A doctorate Um, of astrology. Exactly. That's my kind of, that's my kind of thing. Helps it, helps it go down a little smoother. Exactly. What would I buy? You ask, what would I Mm -hmm. buy? I would buy just like Gwyneth, a $62,000 Jim Zivic indoor hammock for my living room so nice it's I mean it's just the height of luxury like apparently she had one and it was burnt in a fire and then she had to buy a new one huh so you guys go go to architectural digest look at the slide it's uh is it in I think it's just in her living room right or is it in a different room? I don't know I mean it's in one of her many rooms but uh, oh no, this says it's a transplant from her Brentwood home. But I think she did have another one. Apparently, there was one Jim Zivic hammock that was lost in a fire. Is what oh, I know. And I, the the copy on Architectural Digest is so funny. It says it has its own jewelry like details, albeit expressed in a far more butch industrial vocabulary. I mean, it's industrial. Would I call it butch? Butch. I, I mean, if, if Che Diaz was lounging on it, I would call it butch. It would Then it would be butch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but maybe maybe when Che and Miranda are in LA, they'll get invited up to Montecito to hang out with. Maybe because Che, I could see Che like being in the running to star on Ryan Murphy's new show. Oh, And then yeah. she has to meet up with Brad. And then Che leaves Miranda for Gwyneth. Why did they do like a Real Housewives cameo on and just like that? I think that Michael Patrick King, I feel like they are still under the assumption that and just like that or Sex in the City is like way more highbrow than Real Housewives. Mm. And I don't think that it's they, actually lower. It is way lower. <laughs> but I think that they yeah, I feel like they don't want to cuz that's the thing, I mean, I guess in original Sex and the City, they would have cameos by real people sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And this one, I really do feel like this one was was completely shot on like a green screen in the height of COVID because there was no, like there's, there. you'd think that now after 20 years or whatever, they'd have a million opportunities to have celebrity cameos from everyone would want to be on the show. And they just didn't. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that those, I mean, I think that like Luann would be a pretty easy get for sex in the city. Oh yeah. No, they would. Like, do. I just don't know that those characters, like who, like Carrie, like no one would be, none of those people would be friends with Luann, you know? Yeah. Well, the only one who would have been friends with them would be Samantha. I think Samantha. Yeah. Samantha, maybe 
but I feel like Charlotte is too sort of highbrow. Like she wouldn't, mm-hmm. uh, she wouldn't hang out with like Ramona on. You know, but I think that her- she would because I think that Carrie is like basically like Carrie's basically Sonia. You think Carrie's like Sonia? Yes, like she's just like some girl who like fucked a lot of guys in the eighties in New York. Sure, I guess yeah. Um, and went to a lot of parties. That's true. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe I maybe like, next season. Maybe they'll I lean like into the again. campiness. Yeah, and then the people that they showed as like being their friends or whatever were all those people in the show. In the original show, yeah, yeah. But their world. I mean, I think that happens as you get older, as your social life gets smaller and smaller, and so it oh, does make yeah. sense that like these women would only be hanging out with each other or they're like, we're like, they're, you know, my professor or my like podcast partner or my, I guess like Charlotte's, um, you know, school friends from school and stuff, but. No, Charlotte yeah. hates her friends from school. Cause she's too slutty for them. But she's friends with oh, the, the moms. The mom, from her kids yeah. School, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, uh, so this hammock, I mean, now that I'm basically living in a Montecito mansion with these beautiful, beautiful fake hardwood floors, I could- Tilt the camera it. down so I can see them. The, the listeners oh. won't be able to, but I kind of no. want to see it. Here, I'm going to try, but- Oh yeah, you're like all plugged in. Okay. Yeah. I'll show it to you after we're off. Okay. Line. Um, but yeah, I think a $62,000 hammer ha- hammock would go nicely in this room. And after my landlord- um, was really way more receptive to these new floors than I expected. Maybe next month I can ask him for this hammock. Yeah, I'm sure he'll give you- a It's an investment for the property. I mean, the value will go way up if you put a $62,000 hammock in it. Exactly. Yeah. Okie dokie, guys. I think I need to eat uh, a shaved hard-boiled egg right now. I need I'm, a I'm craving bar. me some egg. I know. It's time to break my fast with a bar. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, you're just wasting away. I love every second of it. Okay, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening as always. Um, you know where to find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Yes, we're still on Spotify. We're not. I didn't know we ever even were on Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify. And I'm proud to be on Spotify. Me, Joe Rogan, all of the delicious misinformation you can get. Yeah, we're way worse than Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. And then of course, in terms of misinformation, my God. And then of I course hope, you can um, get us on Patreon. Oh, that's what I'm going to do this week is put, I'm going to start putting all of every, every, uh, episode will be on Patreon too. So if you do subscribe to the Patreon, you're only good. You can only, you only need to subscribe to one feed. Yeah. 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 That would be good. Yeah. It's a slow learning curve, but I'm, I'm getting there guys. Brian's getting there. I'm a million miles away, but <laughs> <laughs> at least we have one person who knows sure. what no, yes. debatable. <laughs> but all right we'll uh talk to you soon okay right. talk to you bye, bye. how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 